Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Hey Juicy Lemoners, before we start the show, we wanted to remind you to follow and subscribe to us on whichever podcasting app you're listening to. And as always, enjoy the show. Do we really all look the same? This week on Lemon, what is the other race effect? And let's talk fashion. How will it change after COVID? And later today on the show, we have a new recommendation this week to keep you entertained. Because each week we dissect the conversations Asian millennials are having. So don't go anywhere because you're listening to Lemon. Hello and welcome to The Lemon Show. As always, my name is Philip Cooch. And my name is Thomas Tan. Tom, what would you say your superhero power is? Oh, good question. Because we got this while we were watching Blackpink. And of course, Blackpink's new album just came out. But they had this section where, what is your superpower? But for me, my superpower would be, it's a little bit unconventional, but I can untangle some earphones in the dark with my eyes Wait, closed. Explain, how? Like, growing up, do you know when you're in the dark, like, there's no light, right? So then I usually, when I'm, like, sleep, just before I'm sleeping, I want to put my earphones in. So I have this talent where I can untangle jumbled up earphones. Wow. Like, really quickly. Tell me, how can that help save the world? <laughs> <laughs> That's, I, I only just kind of realized I had this talent maybe, like, two years ago. Because usually I just, like, close my eyes, untangle earphones. It'll take me, like, literally 30 seconds or 40 seconds max. Wow. I saw a hack on TikTok where you can hold a certain part of the earphone and just, like, shake it a bit. I saw that too. It doesn't work. It doesn't work? That is fake news. (laughs) Fake news. But what I do, I just kind of feel, like, you know, the wires and everything. (laughs) Looking a bit sexual, but I just kind of feel the earphones. And I just kind of know exactly just where to take it out. Wow. That is a very useful superpower. You know what I should do? I should go on Australia's Got Talent and then they put like a timer on. I'm blindfolded and then I'll untie the earphones in front of everybody. So untying earphones is new Rubik's Cube. (laughs) It's Rubik's Cube. But what is your spotlight or your super talent? So I've been thinking about this one and I know what you're going to say. So I reckon my my super power is I reckon I have pretty good hearing. Oh. (laughs) But the irony of that is you said that I'm not a good listener. (laughs) Being a good listener doesn't tie with you having good hearing. And I think you have really good hearing in comparison to me because I'm like half deaf, right? So I can't hear anything. So maybe you could be on the normal spectrum. But comparison to me, I was like, whoa, how did you even hear that? (laughs) No, but sometimes I do feel like I can hear things from a mile away. Like I can hear, (laughs) like, if the postman is here, I can hear his door close from like... 200 meters down in my house. <laughs> but going on, we do have some correspondence, correspondence this week from last week's episode. So last week we talked about gifting rules in Asian culture and Brandon wrote um, that he follows these rules, but even to ch- ch- adulthood, he's been following these all these rules until adulthood. And it got me thinking like about how all these superstitions, even though we kind of know that they're not true, we kind of follow them anyway just to be on the safe side. Like what? Like you're saying like walking under a ladder or... Well, like, for example, like, you shouldn't give people a clock because you, cause that, um, oh. cause they might die from it or that you're, you're trying to kill them. Oh. So I just feel like some of these superstitions, even though we kind of know they're not true, we kind of just follow them just to be on the safe side. Because, like, for example, last time we spoke about 
other superstitions like how whistling in a house brings evil people or snakes to the house. Mm-mm-mm. And that's something that my parents told me as when I was younger, just to keep me like like quiet. But I'd still do it to the day because I'm just scared. I don't want snakes to come to my house. You know what's going to be the next generation for the Gen Z? Every time when I see like a little kid eating watermelon, but you better be careful with that watermelon seed. It's going to grow on your stomach and come out of your <laughs> mouth. And I feel like every time as we get older, we're going to create like new superstitions. If you have more than a million TikTok followers, something bad's going to happen to you. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other the other corresp- correspondence we had was from Christy. She wrote, okay, let's talk about the mooncake thing. I find most folks are even like mooncake but gift it anyways that ain't, that shit ain't cheap and when the festivals are all over everyone is stuck with these boxes of mooncake <laughs> and in the freezer or garbage why do we do this i love those mooncake boxes they are some of the boxes are really nice no they're really nice and they're really useful so i used to like put a lot of not sewing kits with like the cookies and stuff but i used to keep like all my cards i didn't like when i get like birthday cards or christmas cards i just chuck them all inside but like what mooncakes? Like, no one eats them. Why do we keep gifting them? And no one eats them because I I eat mooncake. Growing up, my mom get all these mooncakes and we would never eat them. Like you guys never just, eat mooncake. Like we just don't finish them. It's oh. just so much. Or oh, maybe your family's a bit different from mine. We finish all our mooncakes. Wow. But look, what I discovered durian do, um, mooncake this year, and I love it. Mm. Like, I could finish that. A durian's making a comeback. Yeah. <laughs> um, and finally, we do have another correspondence from Chinese Chippy Girl. She wrote, "I got my tongue pierced when I was eighteen, and at uni, my parents were modified." I had it for two years and of course all my Asian aunties and uncles were judging me. Um, by the way, I love her bio line. In her bio, she wrote, I grew up in a Chinese takeaway in the 80s and 90s. I think that says a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that gets me about tongue piercing, okay, this is a bit of a side note, in dentistry, we actually don't recommend it because as a tongue piercing, this is like a, a cool fact, as it rubs it, as it's in your mouth, it can actually cause abrasion on your gums. So what happens is that your gums actually start to recede. Oh. And you recede, it means that you don't have enough support. So I mean, your teeth will be a lot likely to be wobbly. Oh, So well, don't get tongue piercings. Chinese chippy girl, be careful. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have to say, um, I just don't know how people can get their tongues pierced. I'm just so scared. Just the thought of it going through your tongue is scary. What as. about the thought of it going through your ears? Is it different? I've heard so many horror stories that people who get ear piercings, they wake up and then they can't move, they're paralyzed. Oh my God. And then the only way they can communicate to their mums is they have to blink. <laughs> <laughs> that is mortifying. Yeah, that's a real story. That's why I didn't get my ears pierced. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you everyone for sending in your messages about last week's episode. Um, as always, if you had anything that you want to talk about that we've um, spoke about in the show, you can either DM us or write to us. And yeah, we love hearing about them. And oh, by the way, before we go, I want to th- say thanks to Richard. He gave us some money. <laughs> Thank oh, you yeah. for sending us some money, Richard. We're trying to figure out like if if this is a Richard that we know or if it's a listener. Um, so if you want to come forward and claim the fame and claim your name, please come forward. We want to thank you. Thank you so much. Let's take a live look now outside. Ladies and gentlemen of America. Ariana Grande licked and spit on the merchandise. There can be a hundred people in the room. Lady Britney alone. Catch me outside. How about that? Rise and shine. China. 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 China, 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 China. I've been noticing something um, that's been happening a lot more frequently, um, especially because BTS and Blackpink has been, you know, becoming more mainstream. And a lot of like, I guess like people are discovering them for the first time. And if I, whenever I swift through the comments, right, I would always see someone write, oh, they all look the same. And it got me thinking, I'm like, yeah, it got me thinking about myself. I'm like, do I think that white people all look the same or all black people look the same? And I was thinking, I was like, actually, I do. I think they do look the same. Mm. And I find that whenever I watch TV shows, like, I find it really hard to grasp the storyline sometimes because 
all you get the, confused about the characters. Yeah, because all the characters look the same. Like, I don't know which character is who. And like, I was like, wait, this person is this person? I thought that they were this person. And so it got me thinking, I'm like, is there some kind of phenomenon where we don't recognize other races' face? And I Googled it and it was actually a thing. And it's called the other race effect. Oh. So the other race effect is about how... Um, you're able to identify your own race because you're just so familiar familiar with it. But when it comes to other races like white people or black people, you don't really recognize the small differences in their face, like their eyes or their nose. Um, but when it comes to your own race, like for us, for example, I find it really easy to, f- to recognize a Korean person or a Chinese pers- person mm. or a Malaysian person. And I don't know how to explain it. I just There's something in their face, facial, in their genes that you can just tell that they're korean or the chinese like but yeah if you get like another um white person they wouldn't be able to mm. distinguish it they'll be just like oh yeah all chinese people look the same i i actually am very guilty of this with two shows in particular one is american horror story like the guys the, the white guys in it they all have this very similar features and the kind of the look and the second one is the bachelor like all the girls look exactly <laughs> the same. So true. well that does say a lot because they always cast the same like stereotypical girl, country yeah. girl, and it's like, oh, that's Lacey. Oh wait, no, that's not Lacey. Oh wait, no, that's a city girl from New York. Wait, what's no, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it, it just says a lot about the casting choices. You know, they always cast the same race and the same um, people in the show. So, like, it's no wonder we get confused about this. But um, let me ask you though: Do you have any experience about people mixing you up with another Asian person? Yes. Oh my gosh. Just, okay, I grew up in a very Western suburb western nice suburb so in my class you only have like two or three asians one of them is a girl let's say two asian boys the teacher would all like she has two asian like two asian male kids in her class right and she just happens to get the right hey, kevin oh wait no sorry thomas <laughs> oh, is, okay, oh, no, I mean, and there's I, only three like, asians there. how there's hard three is it asians <laughs> i mean just look at it it's like take your time before you call our name but i do understand it's a bit hard because you're like you have like 25 kids or whatever so if there's like an asian teacher looking at the white kids i'd be like okay fair enough you but probably, do they mix up the white kids though i don't think so but I think it's different because they kind of grew up here and they kind of familiarize more of the white faces. Mm. Whereas Asian faces are a little bit more rare. Unless you go to like Springvale or Glen, Glen Waverley, then people will find it very difficult to differentiate the Asian faces. I grew up in the opposite. Like my school was completely 99% Asian and the 1% was whites and blacks. Oh. Like it was a very Asian school. And I actually think that the teachers, there, even though they were white, because they were exposed to Asian mm. students all the time, they were able to, like, tell us apart. <laughs> and I don't really remember any experiences in school where the teachers were like, got me confused with another Asian. Just because there was 99% of us were already Asian, so it was really hard to get us confused with another Asian. So mm. I think they've, got, they've kind of got used to seeing the Asian faces, so they're able to recognise the small differences in our faces. Um, but more recently, as I've gotten older, though, I've been mixing more. And um, a lot of times I'm in situations where I'm just the only Asian person in that place. So more frequently, more recently, I remember like um, just this year, I was complaining to you about my F45 trainer. Mm. And she keeps calling me Kevin. I'm like, Kevin? I'm like, I've been going to this F45 class for a whole year now. And she keeps calling me Kevin still. I'm like, first of all, Kevin, Kevin's a very Asian name. But Did you correct her on the spot? I didn't, though, because <laughs> I just didn't want to make her feel awkward. Um, so I left it, I left it for, for ages. Oh, no. And so she kept calling me Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. She's like, oh, how's your girlfriend, Kevin? I'm like, what girlfriend? <laughs> Last time I checked, I was gay. But like, um, but yeah, she kept calling me Kevin and Kevin, 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 until... A few months later down the track, um, one of the other trainers told her that my name was Philip, and she, <gasps> she got so embarrassed and she came to apologize. And then 
a month later, she called me Kevin again. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think anybody. I mean, besides like, yeah, why is it Kevin? I mean, like all Asian guys have that stereotypical name Kevin, but for me, it made me reminds me of a little bit about languages as well. So you know how Asian people can really just like distinguish between a Korean dialect, a Chinese Mandarin dialect, um, Cantonese. Our Vietnamese dialect, and we don't even speak the language. It's like, but to other people who aren't Asian, it all sounds like ching chong, ching chong, ching chong, mm, right? Yeah. But for me, on the other other spectrum, all European languages sound that's so sound true. the same to me, except for like if German, because German's like really strong. Yeah. But if you like Italian, French. I don't know all those European countries with like beautiful romantic accents. I can't tell the difference. I think I think like some of the some of the European languages do sound the same, but I think I'm able to distinguish some of them apart because you just, you just get so exposed to them like in TV and stuff. Um, but I definitely understand. Yeah, a lot of them do sound very familiar as an Asian person. Mm. But when it comes to Asian languages, it's like hundreds and hundreds of dialects and languages, but we're still able to tell them apart. But even though we don't understand exactly. them. Yeah. Well, that's a bit weird. Yeah, interesting. But look, I did some a bit of research and I'm not going to go into the scientific facts because I'm not a scientist, but The Guardian um, did an amazing literature review on all these researches um, that were done in the last decades. And this was an article done by Mo Castani. Um, I'll post the link down in the show notes if you want to read it. But basically, um, there was one research by University of Glasgow, and it was a study between 12 white people and 12 East Asian participants. And the study found that both groups found it extremely difficult to identify the other race, but could identify their own race. Mm. It also found that repeated exposure to the same face made the participants able to recognize the other races' face more frequently. And then there was another study in 2003, um, a study of black people and white participants. And the, you know, it was similar findings. It found that, you know, both groups found it really hard to identify the other, the other race, but it was a lot easier for them to identify their own race. But what was really interesting was that the, some of the black participants were able to recognize um, and accurately identify the other white races because they went to a uni with lots of white students. So they were mm. exposed to a lot of white faces. So they were able to recognize those, those you know, those small differences that we, like the nose and the eyes. Mm. So it's, yeah, which is really interesting. What do you think we can take from this study? Like what does it say about mainstream culture and pop culture? I think the most obvious one is that it's like representation. And so it comes back down to how many exposures do you have? It's like the people that you surround yourself with, like for myself, I do have a group of your Asian clique friends back in high school, but I also have like a group of white friends that I do, like I met like amazing people through my workplace. And through this exposure, there's like so many, like everyone's like a different color. You just tend to be more... Um, open about people's kind of cultures, different races, but it all comes back down to just exposure, getting to know people, mm. their backgrounds, and then you just kind of familiar familiarize yourself with people. Yeah, I think like whenever I meet someone for the first time, when when they're non Asian, look, I do. I'm really guilty of this, and it's, it doesn't say that it doesn't mean I'm racist or anything like that. It's just that I don't really have exposure mm. to to you know to the other races. Um, but I do have to say that. I do find it a lot easier to identify white people compared to black people. And I think it's because I consume a lot of media that has a mm, lot of white faces mm. uh, and not enough black faces. Or And so I think what this really says mm. is that we, we need more diversity in media. Like mm. we say this all the time, every single week, but we really do. And I think this is why 
a lot of white people think that all Asians look the same because they don't see us in their mainstream consum- consumption. Look, I think we had a very lengthy discussion and this is the most scientific I'm ever going to get about anything. So it, we would love to know about what you guys think. Like, do you guys, like, don't feel bad at all. It doesn't mean you're racist, but it just means that maybe you're not consuming it as much media with diverse casting. Um, but let us know, do you think that it's hard for you to identify other races or do you find it pretty easy because you consume a lot of, um, you know, diverse mainstream culture media stuff and that you mix with a lot of people um, during your life? Head over to our Facebook page or Instagram page and let us know what you think. There'll be more Lemon coming up, but first, here's a few words from today's sponsors. Lockdown in Melbourne is nearly over and we're starting to ease restrictions a little bit here and there. But it got me thinking with the homeware that we wear, like the clothes that we wear, right? I think a lot of us have become accustomed to wearing a lot of comfort clothes, Mm. like trackies, you know, like a hoodie. And it got me thinking, do you think um, the fashion industry might adapt their views on fashion to what we are like do, do you think we're being more interested because whenever i go out these days i'm just wearing like uh, literally shorts slippers a t-shirt just a safe way to buy food and even the thought of going out i actually don't care much about clothes anymore fashion, yeah and look let's just fa- paint a picture here usually when we're getting going out you take a long time to get ready like, do, you take- do your hair like five times look i want to look good <laughs> do your hair five times change three outfits <laughs> change your top five times times like it's like a whole process it, like, it, maybe i should have a lookbook just to flip through that i wear this you today. should <laughs> um but for me on the other spectrum though i'm i'm i don't really care about fashion and i've always been that type of person um especially as i've gotten older um and i've got a lot more busier now i don't really want to think about what i want to wear um so i normally just wear whatever i wear at home um which is just pretty comfy clothes and i do this in my work as well when i go to work i just wear comfy clothes um but i have been noticing the last couple of months though that a lot of people have been not talking about fashion as much and they've just been wearing whatever they've been wearing Mm. and today especially um i'm later going on a picnic and i was thinking about it i was like oh my god do i like am i supposed to dress up or do i just wear what i normally wear Mm. and I, th- I think that there's kind of come to a point where people don't care what you wear anymore. I think, I feel, I just feel like no one really cares about putting the effort to getting ready to go out anymore. What are your, what about yourself? Do you think that you find yourself changing as well? I can feel myself changing in many ways. <laughs> One of the ways I, actually, I brought this up to your sister, I think this week, actually, I, I said to her, oh my gosh, Karina, you know, ever since COVID started, I feel I've gotten uglier. <laughs> and she just looks at me and she's like, do you want me to say that you're pretty? <laughs> Your confidence has gone down. <laughs> and then I'm like, no, but I, I generally feel like I've got an argument. In like, it's only been a span of six months, right? But in the span of six months, I felt that I've aged so much. Maybe it's because I haven't been taking care of my skin. I haven't been, I haven't had a lot of vitamin D. I haven't been wearing the clothes that I want to make me feel good. So that I have that positive mental mindset. But I just feel like aesthetics doesn't really check a lot of people's boxes these days anymore. Like, do you think with let's say people who go to corporate jobs, right? Will they allow their workers to wear homeware comfort outfit? <laughs> if it means that they are produ- like being more productive at work, they can generate more financial income, I guess. I think we've kind of, because everyone's been doing Zoom meetings at home. So I think the barrier and the the line has been shifted a bit. I think people 
I used to be in a more casual environment where it's not like so formal, like wearing a suit, handshake, you know, go for a coffee. Mm. It's it's a lot more chillax now. And first of all, both of us don't work in corporate jobs. No, we don't. <laughs> but from what I gather from talking to my friends who do work in corporate jobs is that a lot of their workplaces are actually going to start introducing casual wear to the workplace. Because oh. I think they realize that it doesn't actually do much. Like, like it doesn't really change anything and i think people are a lot more happier if they're able to wear whatever the hell they, they can wear and they're mm. comfortable at work and i think it's, this is especially the case for women though because women have a really strict um dress wear when it comes to corporate jobs like they, Do have, they? yeah they have to like like for example a guy could wear the same suit every single day for the year and no one will ever say anything mm. but for a girl for a woman who's who's in in, in corporate attire they have, they got to have their suit in like different colors and mm. you know they can't wear the same suit for for a week and people will be like ew she's not showering oh <laughs> but i think um you know being able to wear whatever you want is going to be a lot more godsend for a lot of people because you know i think getting ready in the morning is one of the most stressful things ever mm. and in the end you're only doing it for other people anyway. So then now it's like if people who are just wearing whatever they want, it's, it's going to make everything a lot better, I guess. Mm. And I don't have the research in front of me, but I do remember reading that, um, you know, homeware and casual wear is just like gone through the roof. Like, especially during lockdown, everyone is just absorbing and consuming and eating. <laughs> but maybe not eating, but like, you know, just buying a lot of, um, you know, home comfy clothes mm. and even myself i bought a whole bunch of home comfy clothes the other day online and going up like going for after this i just can't imagine wearing anything else but that and i don't know like when would you dress up for a special occasion then like what would you consider a special occasion a wedding <laughs> <laughs> like even thinking about going out for a nightclub right i mean i will put some sort of effort but I don't think I'll put in as much effort as I used to because mm. I just don't feel like as corny and cliche as like a movie, as like an ending of Family Guy would say, like, I don't think it looks as, as important as it used to be. Well, in the future, I'm just going to be a little bit mindful of what these media or these magazines or fashion companies are going to put out. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Bella Hadid is wearing a tracksuit or maybe um, Gucci Couture is going to come back. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like, you know how Paris used to wear those long track tracksuit pants? Gucci Couture, yeah. Yeah. Gucci Couture. Ju- juicy, Juicy, juicy Couture. Couture, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, I would love that actually. I've actually been trying to look for something similar but i don't I, think it's a trend yet i think that's what i think that might actually have a comeback i hope that makes a comeback oh, she should have done a plug-in for a documentary if that i got paid <laughs> for a lot let us know what you guys think about this topic do you feel that you are yourself changing your attire that physically that you actually don't care about what you're going to wear to work anymore let us know in our dms All right, recommendation time. All right, this week we're going to do one person can do recommendation each week because I find that because um, we used to consume a lot of the similar, you know, media. So it's no, hard for us to recommend. No, for me, it's hard. For you, it's easy because you watch a lot of TV shows. You okay, listen to a lot of music. You watch a lot of movies. But for me, because I'm always just... You're just I, working. I'm just working. I don't have this time to watch. <laughs> you need a life. <laughs> I mean, yeah, true. <laughs> Um, okay, well, I'm going to recommend something. Okay, first of all, I'm going to recommend the Blackpink album, of course. Like, this is something we've been waiting for, like, four years. It's finally here. Um, bops all around. Love it. Love, love, what's it? Love Sick? Love, love Sick. Um, the album's great. Cardi B collaboration is amazing. 
Why are you looking at me like that? You don't like it? No, I can just tell you're trying to force it a little bit. I'm not forcing you're it. You're reaching Blackpink just a no, little bit. No, look, I do want, like, I want them to break records. So we I'm want them to, to do well. I want but everyone to stream their album and just let's get them to number one in America. Yeah, but let's not lie and say that it's the best album of all time. It, it is. Be it's the best K-pop album of all time. No, actually, 21. <laughs> but look, I do, I do love the album, though. I do love the album. It's a great album. And I highly recommend going check that out. But my real recommendation for this week is... Um, I've been obsessed with American politics and obviously we're down in Australia and for, for someone to be interested in overseas politics, it's like some people would be like, oh, why are you interested in overseas politics? But I just love American politics because first of all, it, it affects everyone around the world, like no matter what country you're from, mm. because America is such a powerful country, it affects economies and politics all around the world. But um, obviously we've got someone in the White House who's a bit of a... Drama queen, or a bit, a bit not not your usual type of president. So um, the, the the debate happened this week, and it was just a shitstorm. Have you? I don't think you watched the, the no, debate. No, I didn't even know we had a debate until it was over. And they're like, whoa, did you see the debate? And I'm like, what debate? And they're like, whoa, you know Trump? <laughs> he said so many weird things. And then I just saw all the memes popping up. And the people, when they were just debating over like what, fried, like, do you know when people change, like edit the photo? Yeah. President Trump and President Joe Biden mm-hmm. are debating over fried chicken, which KFC outlet takes the best. <laughs> like, I don't know anything about politics. Well, that's what it felt like though. They weren't, they were meant to be talking about, you know, policies and politics, but none of that happened like barely any of that happened watching the sh- watching the debate though like um he'll just butt in and would not let biden speak at all and it was just like it was just like watching two kids fight like it was just ridiculous like joe biden had to tell him like to shut up like that's how president presidential this debate was um but i do want to recommend um a podcast because they did some great covering on the po- on the what's happened this week um the new york times as always has done amazing coverage on this they talked about his taxes this week where he's paid less taxes than most americans did and they also talk about the breakdown of the debate pretty much um but yeah my recommendation this week's first of all is listen to blackpink's album and then yeah Watch the presidential debate and if you have time for it and um, listen to the New York Times daily podcast about his taxes and the, you know, the breakdown of the debate. That's such a weird lineup. You have Blackpink and then you have President Trump. Look, I'm a person of all interest. I'm interested in lots of different things. Well, that's all we have time for this week. Thank you so much for joining us this week. As always, if you love the show, um, throw us some money. We love it when you guys give us some money. Thanks, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> and um, please head over to um, our podcast, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this podcast and hit the subscribe button um, so we can keep sending you amazing podcasts. And we'll see you guys next week, of course. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.